there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party, an Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how you doing today? I am so, so, so excited for today's episode. It was a real blast. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to get into it. And fantastic episode. This episode is sponsored by Redesign, and today we're interviewing the voice actor that portrays Horizon, L. Newlands. It was just an absolute fantastic interview. Uh, before we do any of that, though, make sure you check us out on Instagram at Third Party Pod. If you're interested in two extra podcasts a month and tons of other exclusive benefits, join our Patreon by clicking the link in the description below. If you're interested, it would really help us to continue doing this incredibly fun podcast. Also, make sure you sub to our YouTube channel, The Third Party Podcast, and stop by our weekly streams, 4 to 6 p.m. PST. We're actually working on some fun new stuff uh, for future streams. With that, though, we're going to throw it to our interview with the one and only L. Newlands. Today, we are bringing on the show likely the most intelligent legend in the Apex games, the voice behind the first known mother to appear in the blood sports within Apex Legends, the personality behind some of our favorite voice lines that made a massive splash to the game as this legend dominated the pick rate charts. She has been a voice actor in video games for nearly two decades with experience working on the largest franchises from Call of Duty to Lego Star Wars, so she's been around the block before entering the Apex stage. We are thrilled to be sharing a wee cup of tea with the voice actor for Horizon, Elle Newlands. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Oh my goodness, that is like the cutest intro I've ever had. We're sharing a wee cup of tea. I love that. <laughs> and then we got just got right here. Yep, exactly. We're ready to go, ready to have an awesome conversation, talk about being a voice actor in some Apex, and we'll probably sprinkle some Horizon questions here and there. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you for having me. I'm very honored to be on your podcast. Um, it's an amazing show. So I'm again, I'm honored. <laughs> thank you so much for setting the time aside. It means a lot. We know our audience is very much looking forward to hearing our conversation. Yay. <laughs> so to kick things off, I guess, can you tell us a little bit about the first time you heard about Apex Legends and how you got this role? Um, so I guess Apex came out 2019 and I, I like I have a, a couple of friends like I, you know, it's a small industry and like some of my friends are in the game already and so I was seeing it you know as it was unfolding on social media and it was amazing to see how just how it blew up I was just so happy for them um, which I, was amazing that part of it was just incredible but for me uh, I was called early 2020 I had uh I got an email from Terry Douglas who is the casting director for the game and she had said you know there's this Scottish role and it's just perfect for you I had worked with her on Star Wars The Force Awakens um I did the I did a lot of ADR and some looping work on that movie and so she knew me from that and I I was moving house at the time and so I was kind of breaking down my studio. So I I, I threw down, a, I, I didn't know what it was for. She didn't tell me because it's like very top secret and it all comes with code names. So I had no idea, but she just was like, this is really perfect for you. You know, I, I really think this would be a great role. And when I read it, I was like, oh yeah, this sounds, because it was all quippy and punny and funny and Scottish, <laughs> which I love. Um, and so I threw down the audition and then a couple of days later, I got the callback. And when I was in the callback, that's when Eric Kraber, 
he said, so this is for Apex Legends. And I was like, <gasps> <laughs> Because yes. any, you know, any actor worth their salt knows that, you know, there's a few of the, especially Battle Royale, there's a few of the games out there that just have these incredibly uh, loyal communities. And so to be a part of something like this as an actor is just so much fun. It's just really, it's an honor because it's an amazing game and there's like an incredible community, but it's just also just like a lot of fun to um to be part of something it's almost like being in a tv show because it's ongoing most video games you know i'll spend a year to two years doing voice work for a video game it'll get hyped it'll come out and then it's on to the next so it's mm -hmm. like that's what i love about apex that you know that it's an ongoing process and so it's you constant. get to be yeah you get to be part of something so you get to feel like you're in a you know like you are in an ensemble but you get to feel like you're in an episodic as it were so it's great that is awesome. I haven't thought about it that way. I think that's a really cool perspective to have from the voice actor perspective, at least looking at how the game kind of you grow with it as well as your character. Yeah, and definitely because it's funny, like when when her when I was first recording Horizon and since Horizons come out, you know, I now have a better concept on, and a better handle of who she is. And so, you know, going forward into new seasons, um, whenever I've you know have a voice line or whatever it's like i just i it's like coming home i know i know who she is i know who this character is i'm not developing her or finding her anymore i'm just embodying her so that's wonderful speaking of that i guess then is there anything that gets you into that horizon groove a little bit so now that you're getting used to embodying her a little bit you know that's such a funny question because i'm going to be really honest somebody made a comment in fact a couple of people have made comments they're like i think l might be horizon's number one fan <laughs> <laughs> like, like based on my social media content because i've cosplayed her like i sometimes do videos wearing the goggles like mm -hmm. i you know and so for me i'm very lucky in the respect that she's actually her voice is close i mean she has a I, I changed it up a little bit but mm -hmm. you know her voice print is very close to me and and she's very like me because I'm also kind of you know she, I have a lot of her same personality quirks which is why it was brilliant when I read her and I just was when I did my callback I don't often think this because you know what I do is competitive and there, I know there's other mm -hmm. actors in the mix but when I did my callback I just it was weird it was just like I felt like when I was in the booth I felt like I was already her I didn't I wasn't nervous and I wasn't stressing about oh I wonder if I'm gonna get this I was like if I get it or I don't get it it doesn't matter this is literally just me being myself um and so for me I don't necessarily have to embody her as much as I just enjoy her like I just have a blast with her and so that's the best part of my job right now is that whenever I get to be her I get to have a lot of fun that's fantastic so, that's yeah. pretty awesome it's yeah. pretty cool to see how much of a perfect fit it is, not just with the voice, but also with your personality and horizons really meshing quite well. Yeah, for sure. I would definitely say that out of all the characters I've ever played, this one feels like home. Love it. Love That's it. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So as most people know, uh, the shutdown made creating games a bit more difficult, uh, doing things remotely. Can you tell us a bit about the process of bringing Horizon to life and kind of what you had to go through during the shutdown? Yeah, I mean, for me, 
you know, I was in a lot of chaos in 2020 because I, like I said, I had moved. Um, I was just like, I was living out of boxes. I had broken down one studio and I was building this studio. And so I just kind of like rolled with it. It was interesting. I was, I was looking back recently at um, the way, the way that my work year went. And I think we went into lockdown. I, I feel like when we went into lockdown, it was like this week, like, like last year, it was like this time last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it was funny because it was like, I had this friend call me and he's like, you know, I put you up for this commercial and I think you'd be great for it. It was a British voice. And he was like, can you record it? And so I was like, yeah. And so I called my friend and who's a, an audio guy. And I was like, well, I built my studio, but could you just listen? And he gave me some tweaks and just told me to pad here and there. And so I literally record in my closet. And so, you know, I have a mic in my closet and mm-hmm. I have a monitor and then my laptop is outside because you couldn't have that in there with the fan noise. So oh, man. I just, we know yeah. the pain. <laughs> yeah, really <laughs> empathizing with that. It is. It's, it's kind of technical, but you know, it was funny. It was like, I just kind of rolled with it. I was like, well, this is it now. And I had been, I'm a, I have a background in music, so I've mm-hmm. always had a studio at home. I've always had like a mic set up and I used to play some keyboards and like a guitar. And so it's like, so I've, and I've, I, I run Logic. So it's like, I, I've kind of always had a setup. So for me personally, it was not a shock to my system or it wasn't like, you know, oh my gosh, scrambling. It was just, I just kind of knew what to do. Um, but I think like the, the the horizon part was interesting because as everybody who follows me has seen, I posted a video of me in the the motion cap gear, like with the with the head cam and the dots. Uh, and so I had to do for seasons for the season seven trailer and also for my lore for Horizons lore trailer, mm-hmm. I had to uh, wear that so they could capture. Actually, no, it wasn't the lore trailer. It was just the season seven trailer. Um, I, they wanted to capture my face. And so, because um, I've done motion capture in the past and I had asked, I was like, uh, if there's motion capture for my character, can I do it? And so, mm-hmm. you know, um, so they, for that one, they, they let me wear the, the face uh, cam, but it was hilarious because I had to do a session with, uh, I think it was Fox. I think it comes out of Fox. I don't know where the, the gear comes from, but <laughs> but it was like somebody I, I got contacted and they said they're gonna drop off like like boxes, like boxes full of the hard cases full of gear. And then you're gonna do a session on Zoom with Robbie, his name is with Robbie, who's gonna walk you through like basically setting up your own mocap session or PCAP, they call it now performance capture. So I had to, yeah, so I spent the day before. I did the season seven trailer session. It was like four hours, I think, of just he. I mean, it was amazing. He was like, "Okay, so open up this box now." You're and everything was labeled, and mm-hmm. and I'm pulling out gear, and it was just so well explained. He's like, "Plug this in, plug this," and it was all batteries and battery packs, and wow. this cable plugs in here. I mean, it was a wow. lot, but you know, they made it very easy and they made it like a very, very painless process. And so by the time I was ready to go the next morning for my session, Robbie had like said, he'd said, everything should be plugged in, just plug this into this, into this, into this, and then put that Mm -hmm. on. 
I don't know how I did it, but I did it and I, and I did it right. So. <laughs> Perfect. It all worked. Speaking of that, can you maybe take us a bit behind the scenes? If you know, I'm sure about the recording process with that head rig and why you maybe do motion capture. I think that's kind of an interesting concept. Yeah. So basically, um, the reason you do the face capture is, um, so they put the, the markers, the markers mm-hmm. on your face and then you wear it's a very, it's kind of like a, a helmet, but it has like a, I don't know why I'm, I'm, I'm motioning as if people can see this and they can't, but <laughs> it's a hard thing. We do, I we know. call our listeners viewers all the time. Yeah. So <laughs> it is. So it's like, so basically you have this camera that comes off of the, I mean, mm-hmm. if you've seen my video, it's on my social media, but you can see it's like a camera that comes off of the helmet and it's in front of your face and it's actually like a fish island. So it captures quite a large. Okay. Um, you know, it captures your face, but when you're moving, it's really odd because you're, you're it's like your head is on a swivel. It's like the mm-hmm. closest, I said it's the closest I've ever gotten to being an owl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's like, I felt like an owl because it was like nothing moves, but my head was like swiveling. It was very bizarre. So um, is that for like the voice actor, for the like the audio or is, is no. Horizon's character model like based off of you in part then? So that, yes. Yeah. So season seven, the trailer, it's there. She's animated to look like Horizon, but yes, it's basically like it was the markers mean that it's my facial expression. So cool. when I watch season seven, it's bizarre because I do see myself, even though I don't have short red hair and blue eyes. Uh-huh. It's my, it is my face in some ways because it's like it's my, it's my, it's the markers and it's my um, muscle movement that's what they're tracking they're tracking like the movement of the face yeah. and then they're animating to that but no the voiceover was separate that i had okay. my, i had my mic in there i mean there is some there's some um well it's normally you're doing it on the volume so it's different because they will mic you for that okay but a lot of times you'll get uh like i did halo and we did for halo we did all of the the pcap but we also had like little mics and then we all of the stuff that we did on this the you know and on the day was used in the in the finished product but for this because i was doing it from home i had to record it through my mic Mm -hmm. it's kind of technical it's like i would record i was recording my voiceover then i would send them um i would bounce them my uh you know the 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 audio and then they they just marry it all together so cool they do a lot then behind the scenes. We're audio guys, you know, so it's pretty cool to hear kind of about the setup and the performance yeah. capture is really fascinating to me. I'm kind of impressed that they use that in a video game. Like it seems like pretty high tech stuff, um, which is really, really cool. They use it. I mean, they use it, to be honest, it's mostly for cinematics mm-hmm. or trailers. Um, I think like, I mean, I, I I did some motion capture or, or PCAP. I, I I still call it motion capture, but it's, <laughs> it's either or. Um, for for a game called The Order eighteen eighty six, and they they did a lot of it. Like it was all, it was mostly all PCAP, I think. So it really just depends, um, on the developer. It depends on the company, like how they want to do it. But uh, yeah, it's it's fascinating. It's just really interesting. Bouncing off of, you kind of brought it up, the Horizon intro lore video, uh, stories from the Outlands, The Promise. Um, For us, that was likely the most emotional video Apex has ever produced. 
the heartbreaking separation of Horizon uh, from her son with the undertones of betrayal. It was pretty, pretty brutal uh, for us. And so I guess the question is, do you enjoy playing such a deep character in a video game? And what did you think of that trailer? Oh, I love it. I love her. <laughs> I love her. St- I told you, Elle Newland's number one Horizon fan. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, I'm serious. Um, so, you know, it was funny. So they had sent me all the, they had sent me for those sessions. I did them both in one day, which was a, it was an interesting day. I did my, I believe I did my season seven trailer first, where I did it with Roger and Chris. Like, you know, it was mm. like when, when she came in and like, mirage sees her and like mirage and rampart have their part and then mirage comes over and then it's like you know and we did that which is really fun and upbeat and that music is amazing Mm -hmm. i think it's dorothy Mm -hmm. is the band and it's like this really cool and then they were like so now we're gonna do your lore trailer but i had seen the lore trailer like i had seen pieces of it before when they were still developing it and it was still very much in raw format with um it was more like an animation um and so I kind of knew what, what I was going to get. But then when I read the final script that morning, which was written by Amanda, I cried. Like I literally cried as I was reading it. And so honestly, it was like a blessing for me that I was seeing it so raw for the first time like that, because I was able to carry that into my performance. And I adore her arc. I adore her emotionality. I adore her depth her resilience, all of her. That's why I love her as a character because she really is so well-formed. You know, Respawn did such an incredible job with her and having the fact that she's a mother, which I I think you said that, I think Mm -hmm. it was Henry that said it, that there's no other, there's in a blood sport, like that's an unusual combination to have a mom in a blood sport. Um, But that's what they wanted. And Amanda was a big part of that because you know she had sent me some um articles afterwards and she and she was like you know this is the, like there's really no moms and and games like this and so it was quite an honor to play that character and um yeah that that lore trailer i remember <laughs> when that dropped it was october 28th i think mm-hmm. of 20 2020 I sat and I watched it and I literally just, I just stared at it. And, and I remember Mela called me, Mela Lifeline. She called me and I was just like, what did I just watch? And she's like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they, like, they, they were like, this is like a Pixar, you know, like yes. not, not to call yes. out another studio, of course, but like just in terms of what it made me, people feel mm-hmm. like it just was like this incredibly emotional moment. Um, and I just loved it. And I, I don't know, I did. I cried when I read the script. I cried while I was doing it. I cried when it when the trailer dropped. I was just like, it just made me cry the whole time. It was a sad one. That it was like nothing light. I Henry and I watched that one, and because we watch them every second they come out, release, we wake up early for it, and we were just like, oh my gosh, what just happened? That is so different from anything we have ever been used to in this game. Yeah, she she's a force like she's mm-hmm. just a force and 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 i remember i did read an article where it said that she was originally conceived to be a baddie like she was like like before she became horizon like when they were mm-hmm. kind of coming up with the concept and she morphed into this i mean she's basically um a force for good like that's yeah. really i feel like that's her, that's what makes her unusual in the sense of in a video game like it's just like she's just this 
force for good mm-hmm. um and a blood sport you know we all, we all call it a murder game it's like you know she's <laughs> like people have like i get a lot of messages from people who play that say that what they love about her is while they're murdering people, they've got my che- my cheery voice yes. in their ear going, oh, darling, you know, like, how's it going, darling? Like, they just, they, they love this. They're just like, it makes it feel less intense. We always say that, like, the Horizon Pathfinder Mirage trio is just the most <laughs> optimistic you can get in a murder yeah. blood sport game. <laughs> yeah, they're just, like, happy. They're just happy yep. to lucky, you know. Exactly. So, um, yeah, and I, I think, like, I had that in Season 7. I had that the introduction I had was was kind of like a bit of a mother figure for Mirage. We had some interaction lines um, mm-hmm. in season seven. So that was nice too, to just like come in and, you know, have her role set as being kind of the mom of the yeah. squad, which was nice. Yeah. Speaking of that, you know, we were just so excited when she was introduced into the game with that perspective of being a mother, but also being the single smartest person in the games ever. <laughs> And just, you know, her saying time travel is just a matter of time, like no big deal. We're just going to figure that out. Um, And so we really think that Horizon is going to drive a lot of the plot in the Apex universe in the future, potentially. And the question kind of is, is where do you see Horizon fitting in with the rest of the legends? And who do you think she relates to? Uh, Like, who are her friends maybe in the Apex universe? Well, I would definitely say that she is probably part. She's one She's one, it's interesting, she's one third <laughs> of what we call the drone squad, so I think she's probably pals with Crypto and Lifeline gotcha. yes. because because of the tech, but I also think that she's very good pals with, uh, if you can be good pals with Caustic, but like Caustic and Watson, mm-hmm. because they're science team, so she really, uh, that's what I love about her, it's like she sort of just fits, she fits mm-hmm. with everybody, um, she doesn't have any beef. Like, you know, she's not, she's not looking to have beef with anyone. It's good vibes. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's just, I think like her thing is she's so driven. I mean, I don't know her storyline. I genuinely don't. I only know mm-hmm. what I've done so far because, yeah. you know, we only write, they are writing seasons. So, um, but you know, her, I think that her drive is her son, Newton, mm-hmm. and also just trying to piece together those parts of her life that she's lost like that Mm -hmm. just that time that she's lost um but i would say that in terms of like who she's pals with i already said that but i would just say that she fits like i just think she fits yeah she's She's a perfect fit yeah she just sort of bounced in and was like all right horizon's here drama (laughs) free like just fit right in we we certainly see that now uh but initially when she came in we were like wow she's on another level like she is not really here to make money or like have the glory of the games. Like she's here to tackle time travel and to unwind this big mystery. And so I guess you kind of said that what motivates Horizon is her son and that idea. Um, But I guess like what's she really doing competing in this blood sport? I I guess it's, it's hard to answer that, but you know, in in lore we're on olympus so she's really she just wants to be there right i think for, for i mean they haven't they haven't addressed this and i certainly don't have a, a respawn answer or a, <laughs> an apex answer but the, i would say in my own mind you know for my own motivation when i'm voicing her i i do feel like she is she's there um she's probably she's driven by the need if you've ever had trauma if you've had like Mm -hmm. a deep trauma in your life 
there is something in your psyche that gets driven to find answers. Um, and you, you're trying to make sense of something traumatic that has happened and there's gaps in your memory, there's gaps in your mm-hmm. timeline, as it were. And so for her, I just feel like she she's fighting for, there's a cause and, and I guess it's the, for her, it's like, I, again, I don't know the answer, but it's like there's, yeah. an, there's an Olympus. There's a reason why she's there and she's just like fighting. Well, on, on Olympus, she was fighting that fight. But I guess they'll let us know. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. Definitely. that's I'm that's sure that's home, part of the know? plan. It, mm-hmm. It's quite unique. Like she's competing in a blood sport, trying to get back to her son in some way. But she's also like fighting in the Apex Games in her old apartment. Like, yeah, that yeah. she was just in like a year ago. Uh, yeah, like it's, it's very weird. Like <laughs> cerebrally, it's weird to wrap your head around how she got here. Really, yeah, it's a very interesting. Um, it's a very interesting journey that I myself, <laughs> I'm very curious to see where this goes. Mm-hmm. I really am. Uh, and for now, it's like I just, I kind of just accepted that she's here for a reason. She knows her reason and that will become clear. That's kind of how I've, you know, that's what I've, that's how I've surmised it in my mm-hmm. head. Well, flipping the switch a little bit, a little more fun question. Don't need to dive as deep this time, maybe. Uh, but we know you kind of worked pretty closely with the writers to bring your own identity into how Horizon speaks. Is there maybe a favorite Scottish slang phrase <laughs> you got her to say? And can you tell us maybe what it means, if so? There's a couple. So, um, I mean, first of all, Sam and Amanda wrote her. And um, so as, as we've covered, Amanda wrote this like beautiful, beautiful, you know, lore backstory. And then with Sam, you know, Sam prides himself on he's very punny. So mm-hmm. he loves all the puns. He also wrote Fuse. So there's a lot of there's if you see the same sort of energy dynamic and the way that he writes, you can see that with Fuse and with um, Horizon. But I would say that, you know, there was a couple of times where they would use the word idiot and I'd be like, can I say Egypt? And they were like, <laughs> what does that mean? And I'm like, well, it basically means idiot, but it's just a Glaswegian way of saying it or numpty or bampot. So Egypt, mm-hmm. numpty and bampot are all, they're just three different ways of saying like an enemy or somebody you don't like, or mm-hmm. somebody that you, like you feel is beneath you or somebody you just want to take out. Like, you know, like, <laughs> a, an, yeah, an Egypt, numpty or bampot. And then, I think like my favorite, and I think this is a favorite of Sam's too, is when she's happy, she says, oh, fan dabby dozy. <laughs> That's just a Scottish thing. It's like, it's just fan dabby dozy just means brilliant. And I think I also say pure dead brilliant because in Scotland, that's how op- it used to be in Glasgow. There was a catchphrase, which was Scotland. Glasgow is pure dead brilliant. Like mm-hmm. that was the actual catchphrase. It just means it's, uh, Glasgow is really great. Mm-hmm. So when something's really great, I'll say fan dabby dozy or she'll say, well, it's fan dabby dozy or, <laughs> oh, that's pure dead brilliant. Um, so those were like, it's just stuff like that. Like it was really just switching out certain words um, for just colloquialisms, like just Glaswegian colloquialisms, which they were really great about because they do, you know, we all know this about Respawn. They absolutely love representation. They're mm-hmm. very, very. They're extremely, I mean, that's what I'm so impressed with. They're super on the ball. They're very, very on the pulse of, you know, 
of of representation and making sure everybody feels inclusive like there's an inclusivity in this game which i love and so it just makes sense that they were like well if there's a scottish way of saying it let's say it so that's kind of how that I love came about that, that is fantastic yeah. we're yeah. really proud of respawn and that they just behave that way and kind of try to set a, a high standard for that um but it sounds like uh, it was a two-way street like they were willing to you know work with you but you were eager to give and really bring horizon to life in an authentic way which it's just awesome. Yeah. yeah, she 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 really is. She's so fun that there's a lot. There was a lot that I I got lucky with her because she's so fun that there's a lot of leeway. There was a lot of ways we could go, and there's just a lot of, um, you know, a lot of creativity that that came out of what was already there. She's such a perfectly formed character. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't have to do a thing. I just stepped I I stepped into her spacesuit as it were. <laughs> <laughs> yes, love it. So now coming out of Horizon and more to L, we've heard that you have a horse. I and do. We're wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about your horse and maybe additionally how animals fill a role in your life. Yes. Well, so my horse, I've had her for about 7 years. Um I came out of it was funny it was like I came out of Halo a while back and mm-hmm. I had I had made a little bit of money on that game it was my blood sport um, <laughs> <laughs> and so and so I decided I was like I, I had been riding and I was I've I've been riding horses my whole life and so I was like I think I'm gonna buy a horse like I think I'm actually gonna like get my own horse mm-hmm. and so I I found this horse at the barn I was at and she was a little older she was a, a retired polo well she was still playing polo i am not a polo player so i was like gonna take her out of polo um and so she became my horse but it was interesting because when i got her i felt there was a lot of stuff that was wrong with her she mm-hmm. just didn't seem quite right and so long story short i did a bunch of tests i'm i'm very horizon this way like <laughs> i mean i'm serious I, I there was I knew there was something wrong. I had heard about this muscle disease, and so I reached out to some teaching hospitals. And then I ha- I happened to come across this company that were thinking about doing genetic testing for horses because they had heard about this muscle disease. And so they said, "Can we run a whole genome sequence on her?" Which is like literally taking her entire DNA. And mm-hmm. they were like, "Can we run a, a sequence on her?" Um, cause we'd like to see what we find. And I said, absolutely. And so they ran this, they did this whole, uh, DNA, the, the whole genome sequence on her. And they found that she had some variants for a human muscle disease that, that, that mimic a human muscle disease. And so I had done a, um, a, a muscle biopsy and they had also talked about this. So it was like, it was two different types of science that were coming together at the same time. Mm-hmm. It was like, one was the, the old school, which was muscle biopsy. One was actually genetic testing, put it together. And from there they took her DNA and they created commercial testing. And so now there's commercial testing all over the world for this equine muscle disease. And there's, I think we're up to 10 variants now. This is all very sciencey technical. Love it. Needless to say that she is, she really did come here in my belief. My horse just came here. She, I mean, she came from Argentina. I came from Scotland. We met in California and then this happened. It's like, mm-hmm. I just believe that there was like a, a bigger picture there. Um, but the thing that I'm about to do is I've, I've decided I'm going to sign up for, um, it's a form of, I will be like a t- kind of like a coach, like a life coach, but I'm going to be doing it with horses. So oh, it's awesome. a, 
yeah, it's a year long process. So I'm going to be starting in May and I'm signing up for that uh, to start in May. And it's like, basically I will train for a year and then at the end of it, I will be able to um, coach people with equine assistance because horses are amazing healers and they bring out a lot in humans. So, um, and I'm very excited about that. That is fantastic. I love that. I grew up riding horses also. And so I totally know the, the joy just that there is between the two animals and you know, the human being, it's just an absolute amazing experience. They're very healing. And they've, the science of it is they found that horses actually in the wild, they sort of match each other's heartbeats. And Mm. so they kind of get on a syncopation of they know where danger's coming and so it's the same thing with humans. It's like they can actually sort of match your, they feel your energy from from a from far away, but they can sort of match your energy field, and they can they can slow down to match you. So that's why they're actually excellent for trauma, for trauma healing, and for PTSD for people who have, you know, quite severe trauma uh, impacted lives. A horse can be a literally a lifeline for them. Oh my goodness, I love that. And I love that you added the lifeline pun too on the end. I know. <laughs> so, Comes you know, naturally. It's either that or, Mo- or Mozambique here. You know, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> well, we also know that you're now sitting on uh, the seat of a board of directors kind of based around that uh, whole concept that you just shared with us. How yeah. does that play a little bit of a role in your life and balancing that with what you're doing with your voice acting? Um, I mean, I don't have a huge role in that. I basically, you know, I sign paperwork and I, 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 I vote for things and, mm-hmm. um, and they share, but I'm not, I'm clearly not a scientist. So there's, there's genetic, well, I play one on, Apex, <laughs> but, you know, in real life, I'm not, um, <laughs> although I would say I was a space cadet, so I'm pretty close to, yes. you know, her, her, her you gravitational go. manipulation. I'm like, woo, I'm out there. Um, but yeah, I don't have a huge day-to-day role in that. That's more, and plus it's an ongoing, so it's going mm-hmm. to, in the future, it'll just keep expanding and there'll be more testing and there'll be, they actually recently, just, I mean, this is real technical, but they discovered uh, what's called X Factor. And okay. that is, um, it's a, a gene that I think it creates, like, it's something to do with the size of the heart chamber. I think says me, I'm supposed to know this. Don't worry. Our audience will not fact check you on that one. (laughs) But but basically in race horses, that's what I'm not a huge fan of the racing world uh, Mm -hmm. personally, but I, I understand that, you know, it's a sport. And so that's a part of it is like that people want to breed for, uh, for speed and, and for the ability to have this extra, it's almost like giving a horse an extra gear, that's yeah. what this this gene is. It gives them this extra gear where they can go longer and faster. So um, there's stuff like that. Just a lot of genetic, a lot of different g- genetic traits that you know people want when they're breeding. So that's kind of like some of the stuff that they're looking at. Definitely, pretty technical, sciencey stuff. Uh, I think I that's really cool. That's I really know. cool stuff, and I love how kind of all these elements have come together in your life, and it's very inspiring. I like it. I don't know if we can get a third party horse really <laughs> have the space, but I'm, I'm interested. Like, I like the idea of healing. It's pretty cool. I like that too. It was funny. Somebody did a at Christmas time. Somebody did a thing with like they took a picture of me. They took one of my photographs of me sitting on my horse, and they turned it into a a. a an animation and it was like interstellar where I was like going through space and into a black hole. 
And I was like, it just trips me out how, and I just want to take a minute to see, and I say this all the time on my social media, but I am so impressed with the the art, like the oh artists, mm -hmm. the artistic community around Apex Legends is, oh my goodness, like the stuff that I get sent with Horizon, it just blows my mind. And just the fun stuff too, like somebody did, somebody did a family guy uh they, they turned like a wow. few of us they turned us into family guy characters you know oh my goodness i was lois like horizon was lois <laughs> and i think peter Good was bit. uh cause peter was caustic <laughs> uh, meg was lifeline um it was hilarious so it's like you know that's the kind of stuff that just makes it makes this it, having this as a job it just i love my job but this mm -hmm. this community just really inspires and it just it makes it so worth it you know just to wake up every day and I'm, i get sent beautiful messages i get sent artwork mm -hmm. and then i come in and i see like the memes and stuff like like you yep. know like some of the it's just it's it's brilliant it's a so fantastic creative. community no doubt yeah, it really we enjoy is. it a lot yeah I and then you get into that your podcast ahead. i'm just gonna say and then you've got people like you that are podcasting it's it's amazing it's just like you know there's so many different ways that this game inspires people to be creative or to have a voice. Mm -hmm, definitely. So. It's a, it's a pretty cool opportunity. I've never connected with a game as much as I have with apex. So it's pretty unique. It's doing something different in my eyes. And I like that. Who do you guys mean? I'm curious. Oh man. Good now question. Gonna, we get this question a lot. <laughs> That's a uh, great question. Henry, take it away. And you I get don't to have, have the easy answer. Um, <laughs> I've been maining Gibraltar for a long while now, so okay, mainly so there. Is it Jebby or Gibby? It's Gibby. It's okay. Gibby. Right. See, this is, like, <laughs> this is like the this is the age old question. Gibby, right? I don't get too upset about it. It's we Gibraltar, go back and okay? forth. Okay, I will say for ranked this split, I have been maining Horizon, so not Woo! pandering or anything, but that's been the main this split, but. Overall, I've been the one between the two of us that's had more of an identity crisis and bounces around between everyone. <laughs> uh, like, um, I mean, personality-wise, Mirage is the main. Gameplay-wise, it's someone new every day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd probably be the same if I was a if I was if I was playing. I'd, I'd probably at this point, I just want to play all my friends. I'd be like, yep. all right, I want to hear your voice. Like, <laughs> that's yes. pretty cool. That yeah, community is pretty unique. It seems like from the outside that the voice actors are pretty tight. That you guys yeah. have have a pretty close relationship. Is that true? What is that really like? Yeah, no, that's true. Um, no, we're, we're we're a lot of us are. I mean, we're all split up from the pandemic, obviously. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, I mean, we're you know, I, like I said, I I probably knew four or five going in i already knew four or five of the cast members i'd worked with them wow. like on other stuff so mm -hmm. they were sort of like they were colleagues and i was friendly with them um but yeah there's like a there's a really good camaraderie um and just you know there's a there's i think mel has mentioned it there's like a, a thread like there's a text chain thread and we do like zooms oh, um man. And it's fun, and you know, obviously, once the pandemic's over, we would where we hope to like be able to get together. And they were mm -hmm. starting to do karaoke, and um, you know, because they only really got 2019, and then the pandemic came, so yeah. they only got a year together as that as the OGs, as I call them. Like, and they were having a lot of fun, and then the pandemic hit, and then nobody's done anything. So, <laughs> but the other no thing that fun. we've been that we've been doing is cons. We've been doing like, you know, we did 
uh, Galaxy Con, some of us, and we did mm-hmm. a Streamily thing where we signed. And um, so I th- what we're hoping for as a group is like going forward once the pandemic, <laughs> if it's ever over, but you know what I mean? <laughs> when it's safe, we'd love to do more conventions. Um, yeah you know as a as a as a team so it's it's to me i said this to johnny i was like i love the team aspect of apex i'm more comfortable being part of the group and that's the part that i have the most fun out of when we do the group stuff that really that's what i love the group stuff is absolutely fantastic to follow at least from our perspective as well and it's just so unique compared to at least some of the other games that henry and i have followed in terms of the camaraderie that is there um Another question, I guess, we've been following you uh, on social media and such since it was released that you were the voice actor uh, of Horizon Season 7. Uh, and we just remember your Twitter followers going up and up oh. and up and yes. just how exciting it was. And it's been really cool to see you embrace the Apex Legends community across really all your social media platforms. But how has that experience of just that kind of like rapid growth been for you? Um, it was trippy. It was so <laughs> when I literally the day Apex dropped, so Apex, the season set, the, the, the lore trailer dropped at 8 a.m. on the 28th, but they don't announce. So traditionally how they do it is mm-hmm. they, they drop the lore and they introduce the character and then the, or that's how they did it with me. And then they drop the season trailer a, a day or so later and then they introduce the actor. And so... I was I had been in Apex since April of 2020. Like I was already recording, so mm-hmm. I I got to follow that whole year. I got to follow like the game um, and get really excited. But uh, yeah, it was crazy. It was like I think my Twitter following was maybe 900 on the Thursday, and then by the Monday it went up to 7,000 in like an hour. <laughs> yeah. And then very I, exciting. Yeah. And then and that's been four months and I think I'm at almost fourteen now, like fourteen thousand mm-hmm. on Twitter and still growing. Like every time I look, it's like thirteen point one. I mean I remember hitting <laughs> ten on Twitter and being excited. <laughs> and then Instagram's the same. It's like Instagram, um, I was I had maybe nine hundred, maybe it was about the same. It was less than a thousand. Mm-hmm. And it'd always been that way because I actually wasn't hugely a social media person. I enjoyed it, but I wasn't using it for work. It was mostly mm-hmm. just for because I'm a photographer, so I was posting stuff. But it was like on Instagram as well. It's like I I I hit ten like last week. Um and I think I'm already at ten point two or I don't know. I'm like I haven't looked, but but it's amazing. And basically now I, I understand that my call is that my social media is Apex. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what I've understood because it's like that's who my most loyal following is, is my Apex Legends, the Apex Legends gamers. So um, I love it. So I just I, I really love, like I said, it's no joke. I love to share the artwork. I get a thrill out of that. I I love to create. I haven't been doing it because I've been a bit busy recently, but I was creating all those wacky videos. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then I cosplayed her. Like one night, I just I bought a wig and like I, I just put it on. I posted it and did not think anything of it, and then it just went crazy viral. Yes. So, which I love, and I'm such a noob because it's like I've never had this before. So I've never I've never been. I mean, I've done a lot of stuff, but it's like mm-hmm. I've never been. I've been in games, but I've never been in part of like an ensemble like this. So, and I've certainly never had a community like this. So I just, at the beginning, I was just throwing stuff out there. (laughs) It was just so much fun. And I had no idea how popular this, just how popular it is, I guess. Mm -hmm. 
the game is crazy. The community is insane. Um, How was our last question we have written down? Henry, do you have anything else to ask a bit more sporadically? No, that that was a pleasure. Thanks uh, so much for coming on the show. Um, It was really, we we both enjoyed chatting with you for sure. Oh, thank you. It was such a pleasure. I I really appreciate you having me. Anytime I can just get on and yammer. (laughs) Thank you so much. Uh, One thing we like to do at the end of our show here is give you an opportunity to maybe share the social medias and just where our listeners can find you online in case they just aren't following you already, if you want to share some of those. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm on Instagram and I'm L Newlands Graham, like Instagram. So it's just my name, E-L-L-E-N-E-W-L-E-N-D-S Graham. L Newlands Graham is Instagram. I'm L Newlands on Twitter. And I, I also have a TikTok and my TikTok following is like amazingly, I just, that's because I just post Horizon stuff and <laughs> I forget that like people just love it. So yeah, I have TikTok as well as L Newlands. Um, so awesome. and I have I've I've started I have a Twitch channel, uh El Newlands, um, and I haven't started streaming, but I'm actually going to be starting my own podcast. Oh, oh yes. Love it. Cool. Well, yeah. we got some serious competition coming up then. It's we not g- <laughs> No, it's not. It's not. It's more just like a. It's. I, I'm more kind of spiritual. It's more like a spiritual because I'm moving into this life coaching thing. Uh-huh. So it's going to be more of a, just a general like life, you know, life podcast. That's awesome. Well, we will make sure to have all those links in the description for anyone listening right now, and we'll make sure to have that podcast plugged once it finally comes out, so we get some spiritual folks from our audience listening, maybe. Oh. Oh, thank but you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, I do. I have one question for you. Yeah, what's, yeah, your, yeah. what's what's your favorite Horizon line? Oh <laughs> my goodness! The nerdy gets me excited. <laughs> um, but I have to say that another soft landing will forever be yes. echoing in my mind. Another soft landing every time you land on the ground in Apex. <laughs> it's like maybe the most heard voice line I have this season, and a wee cup of tea. Like, come on, that yeah. one's just so good as well. Uh, yeah. Yes, thank you so much for coming on the show, Elle. Uh, well, have a great day. Thank you for giving me another soft landing. Awesome interview. As always, fantastic to have Elle on the show. I think it was really fun to actually talk to a voice actor, though. It was it very much exceeded my expectations. She was great. It was awesome to just hear her passion. I love that she's horizon's number one fan like what a Mm -hmm. great job that's like the dream job to be able to reach a community and be so excited about your own character like it doesn't get better than that and just we said so much on that interview but the apex community is fantastic as well as the third party community Uh, but yeah we're gonna wrap up this episode now answering some five star questions obviously if you leave a five-star review with your question it'll be answered on the show so feel free to do that first one though coming from solely tom I have been listening to you guys since the 50th episode and you guys have helped me out a lot. I started in mid season seven and I just have finally made it to level 50 and already have the 2k damage badge on Bloodhound thanks to you guys. I also just recently got heirloom shards. I got Bloodhounds, of course. I have a few questions though. Do you guys think the golden weapons are any good? In my opinion, my favorite is the Spitfire. I haven't encountered all of them, but give me your feedback. Second question, is there still skill-based matchmaking in the game? Anyways, you guys are awesome and keep up the great work. 
Uh, to answer the latter question, as far as I know, there is still skill-based matchmaking in the game. Um, 100%. Yes, Henry knows very well from his PC adventures. And we'll just squash the little rumor. Apex doesn't use EOMM, Engagement Optimized Matchmaking. And I know people are kind of curious about that and such. If you want to learn more about skill-based matchmaking in general in Apex, we did a fantastic Patreon episode on that. And so if you just want to even get in at that $3 tier, listen to that one and then cancel like it is a great episode learn about everything involving skill-based matchmaking in apex do you have anything maybe though for that first question uh yeah i mean golden weapons are great right off the rip mm-hmm. awesome to have a fully kitted weapon uh, some people get picky on the sites i don't really um but yeah the golden weapons are are definitely good and now that we have the gold mags even more of a reason yep. to use those uh gold weapons that r301 gold is just so good, so good. Next question coming from Colomer. I love this podcast. If you play Apex Legends, you'll find tons of useful tips here. And if you've never played, you will be inspired to give the game a try. Recently, I died to a wraith with over 40k kills and 2k wins. Made me wonder what the highest kills as a character you two have seen. Also, what legend do you two have the most kills as? What badges have you earned that you are most proud of? Great questions. Really great question. Thanks for the review. I will be honest, we have seen the best of the best. Uh, we have been killed by number one Preds. Yeah. We have been killed by number one Wraith players. Uh, the one in most recent history is got killed by a Pathfinder. Number one kills on Xbox, on Pathfinder, over 100,000 kills on Path. Just insane. Insane. Crazy. But we've also played against, maybe with... Uh, some top streamers, uh, Ninjala, I mm-hmm. think was the most recent one mm-hmm. that was kind of fun to see her in game and she's quite good. He can, he can confirm that. Can confirm that Confirmed. we got destroyed. Yes. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, in terms of what legends do, we have the most kills as you're still Gibraltar, right? I don't think you've caught up with the Bloodhound adventure yet. No, not yeah. yet. I'm over a thousand kills with blood, almost at 5,000 with Gibraltar. Um, it, I like Gibby. He's only 40% of my kills, though, which is a clear, clear main. Yes. But I was kind of interested when I saw that. I was like, wow, 60% of the time, 60% of my kills are not with Gibraltar. Mm-hmm. I got to stay focused. Yeah. I think I still have the most on path, which I think is just under 3K right now. But I've kind of, like, I've touched a K, I think, with Mirage, Blood. I'm actually closer than you might think with Loba as well. And then Horizon is starting to creep up there. So we're, I've, uh, I've been having more of an identity crisis than Henry has had uh, over the course of this game. I just stay in my lane, pop the <laughs> bubble, do my thing. Uh, what badge are you most proud of? Let's wrap it up. Um, badge I'm most proud of. I mean, I think that the, 100 wins on Gibraltar is a pretty cool badge. Yeah. I really like the four knockdowns in 20 seconds badge. And mm-hmm. that's kind of a fun one, but it's kind of cheeky. Um, I like the, the three knocks or three squad wipes in a game. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool. I like that badge a lot. What's the one I think we have? Is it like the 777 or the 888 yeah. or something like yeah. that? I think we have one of those. We've come really close to the 10, 10, 10 one or two times, but the one right before that is the one I'm pretty dang proud of. Uh, and then I like the like five kills in the game one. And then you do that mm-hmm. a bunch of times. You get the cool little sword badge. But yeah, great question, Colmer. 
That wraps up the show, though. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Pods. Give us a follow on Spotify. Leave a five-star review with your question. We'll answer it on our next episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. Sub to our YouTube channel, Third Party Podcast, and stop by our weekly stream. Check out the Discord via link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs>